is Kentucky Fried Chicken finger licking good or finger sucking bad? Find out next on. Across the Streams Media podcast about food. I am your host, the titular Burn Appetit, and I am once again joined by my two lovely co-hosts from Three Beers in a Mic and the spin-off Three Beers in an MCU. Please welcome Dwayne and Scott. Say hello, fellas. Hello, fellas. Hey, hey, hey. We're gonna work on your guys' uh, catchphrases. <laughs> I just say whatever you say to say. (laughs) (laughs) Episode three. How are you guys feeling so far? Bloated. Bloated? Yeah. (laughs) Greasy. Well, we have 97 more to go, and that's season one. Hey, did did you get the paperwork on the uh, insurance policy? Uh, I have not. Must be lost in the mail. (laughs) Well, guys, we have a special guest today. He's the host and co-creator of Three Beers in a Mic Extended Universe. He's He-Man's biggest fan. Toy and assorted nerd culture collector extraordinaire. And he has the hardest job in the world. He's a dad. Please welcome to the show, Rami. Say hello, Rami. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, thank you for having me on your third episode of Burn Appetit, man. I'm really stoked. This is a really good idea you have. Why, thank you. You weren't quite good enough to make episode one, the pilot episode, but we got you <laughs> in yeah. episode three, right. so. <laughs> so, do, do you guys have food nicknames? Because I, I, Is that something that you said, or you guys need to think of your introductions better or something? Because I have a food nickname for myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what was, is it? Let's hear it. It was what everyone called me from the third grade to the seventh grade. It was Rami Salami. <laughs> <laughs> that was my food nickname oh, in grade school. Uh, what year? What year was that? Because here on Burn Appetite, it's canon that uh, life doesn't start until um, inception. So everything <laughs> you talk about has to be after 2010. Oh well, okay, that was 1988. <laughs> <laughs> So that doesn't count. All right. Fair enough. So, Rami, thanks again for coming on the show. Our first segment is something I like to call Pretty Woman, where I let you try on all these hats that I just talked about, and you get to show them off and model them, and we just talk about you for a little bit. So let's start with the origin story of Three Beers and a Mic. Dwayne, obviously, you're another part of that, so you can chime in whenever you want. But how did Three Beers and a Mic get started? When did it get started and how did it get started? Yeah, um, so Dwayne, myself, and Adam, we would meet up probably once or twice a month. Uh, Dwayne and I probably once a week. And just talk about superhero stuff, comic books. Dwayne and I would make comic book runs almost every Wednesday and pick up all the new issues and we would just drink beers and talk about them with each other, movie reviews and just pop culture stuff in general. And this was around the time when podcasts slowly started to build some steam. 
Uh, craft beers started to get really popular around 2013 or so. And we said, what if we recorded ourselves and, you know, see how it sounds when you play it back? So we literally had one microphone that we put in the middle of a table <laughs> and we would all talk around it. And that's how and a mic came into play because it was, you know, we all had each a beer and then one microphone in the middle of the table. We and we came up with the name three beers and a mic, which is way better than what we wanted to call it originally. Do you remember the original name, Dwayne? The Radcast. Oh, it's it's Rami, Adam and Dwayne. Yeah. And that's. I mean, when you say it like that, it's not, I guess, the worst, but it's no it's compared to the worst. Com- compared to three beers and a mic, it's it's very bad. And I... yeah, that's how we came up with it. We we recorded an episode, it sounded all right, and slowly but surely we started getting better equipment and actually had guests on our show, and now we actually have people wanting us to be on their other podcasts. So it's it's pretty awesome. Um, before Dwayne, we get your side of this origin story. I just love the idea of you guys just like I just imagine you guys each having one little hand on this mic, and each of your mouths like an inch away from it, just all just like breathing on each other. That, yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> it was a, it was a pretty good microphone. Um, I mean, it, it sounded all right, uh, but now of course our audio is much much better. Dwayne, but yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Dwayne. The, you... the only the only different side to that story is I was the one that said one day we were out drinking and talking. I'm like, let's just make a podcast. Let's just record this. And they're yeah. all like, okay. Yeah. Oh, so Dwayne is claiming uh, <laughs> dominance over the three beers. I am. Extended universe. No, that I, I'll take it. I don't remember whose idea it was, but that, that, that sounds correct. And we always told Adam, like, dude, you're the you're the favorite of the show. Uh, he's the mystery man. He's the one behind the scenes making it all happen. Adam's going to uh, – what are those twins' names from Facebook? Winkle Boss or whatever. They're going to get Winkle Boss out of, the, out of the rights to three beers and a mic from Adam. Um, how has it grown over the years? Um, I mean – did I? Expect- you guys, when did you start it? What year did you start it? Did you say? We it's actually been a while. No, it was like 2011, but we really didn't amp up right after like Inception, 20- so it counts. It was like 2013 when we finally got a host. Like before, we were like doing it on our own. Like we were posting it out into the in- internet on our own. And then 2013, I think, is when we got a hosting site that kind of took care of all that for us. Yeah, hmm. and we consistently started really like every two weeks putting out a new episode pretty much since like 2015 ish. That's when we all said, okay, if we can put an episode out every two weeks, uh, I think we'll get some momentum. And uh, that's, I've seen progression since then. It's gotten better and better as the months go by. It's been a slow roll, but um, it's been very rewarding. Um, I actually, it's something I look forward to. Um, how has it evolved over those years? Like, um, did you guys focus in on like on this podcast? I do segments just to keep the flow of it and uh, kind of keep progress so we don't go off 
on tangents for way too long, but um, has that evolved over time or you guys pretty much had the same format from the beginning? It's evolved. Yeah. I think it's more streamlined now to, uh, you know, uh, definitely pop culture movies and television shows. Uh, we still do sprinkle in, you know, tidbits of video game news and collecting, but uh, we seem to get a pretty good response when we actually do sort of deep dives into the Marvel, DC, you know, uh, um, science fiction type stuff. We, we've gotten away from comics too, because none of us really read it anymore or collect it. Nobody likes stuff. comics. They always do the worst <laughs> on the post. Yeah. That we definitely got away from comics. Um, we, we, we still sprinkle in some collecting news, but it's mainly uh, pop culture, movies, television, video games, mostly now. Awesome. Yeah. We did uh, we did try segments for a short period, but we we're like, nah, let's just talk. Not I really <laughs> I mean to, to be honest, my some of my favorite episodes were when we did the battle royale stuff. I really like that. We would come up with a theme where, you know, pick your four most powerful Disney villains. And you know, if you were in an arena and they had to fight each other, whose mm-hmm. team is the best? Like those those episodes I always really liked. So we, we try new things, see how they how they do and but um I, I think we've got a pretty good flow going now and uh i just want to point out that my teams were always the best <laughs> no it's obviously nobody knew, nobody knew who my characters were no, so i got got docked points i mean bernie you got to know the game you at least have to pick a villain or two that people yeah. recognize yeah. Like, <laughs> the most I mean, obscure team does not win I mean, you they might be best powerful, team. but yeah. I have integrity when it comes to Disney villains and princesses, <laughs> and I will not settle for pe- because people want me to pick uh, fucking Hunchback and Notre Dame because they've seen that movie. That well, then you're gonna movie. then you're gonna lose every battle royale. You have but to I will sleep have... better at night. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know the power of the villain that you chose, then I cannot say whether it's a good team or not. It's, it's just Plus. a question mark. I have Disney Plus, Uh, but I don't sit there and watch watch the Emperor's New Groove. I don't sit there and watch Disney movies. I watch the Marvel movies. That's that's your that's your first mistake. You picked Emperor's New Groove characters. No, (laughs) it's not a mistake. She's she's super powerful. Sure. Uh, This may be a question (laughs) more geared for Dwayne, but. Um, just because he does the um, producing side of it, and Rami does nothing. Um, oh, knowing not what true. you know, <laughs> hold on, wait a minute, that's not true. Next, next topic. <laughs> knowing what you know um, today about podcasting and growing an audience, uh, what would you do differently um, to start? I would like, say talk, talk to someone at home who wants to start a podcast. Definitely, what would you do to start. Can, Definitely have your concept down, like whatever it is. In the the more niche you can get it, the the quicker you can get an audience because there's there'll be specific people for that. Number two is consistency. You have to, whether it's once a month, twice a week, twice a month, whatever it is, whatever you say you're gonna do, you have to do it. Because the times we would we we'd be good for like six months, we'd be doing every other week. And then it's like, ah, oh, it's Christmas time. We'll take three months off, <laughs> just because we're busy. <laughs> and then 
now you get back and you got to rebuild your audience. You got to, yeah. if you're going to take a few weeks off, even you just let your audience know, Hey, we're, we're, uh, we're human. We're going to take a couple weeks off. We'll be back at this date. So at least they anticipate when otherwise they're like, Hey, uh, when you guys putting out a podcast, like we had that, we, we go months without it. And people be like, um, when are you going to do a podcast? It's been like two months. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll be back. <laughs> So, Robbie, your opinion? Yeah, uh, he's right. We started getting more downloads and more listeners and more questions from the people who listen to our podcast when we would consistently put out an episode every two weeks. And so I know that I don't do a lot on the um, editing side and I'm not huge into social media, um, which is just something that I, I'm not doing. Um, so I I'm, I'm have Bernie and Dwayne to thank for the social media presence. You guys do an awesome job. Um you but don't need I, to justify my joke if you're not doing anything. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying I'm giving you guys props. You you t- pick up my slack. Um, but for example, I'm I'm going to you know on a little vacation this week, and I'm actually bringing my podcasting equipment with me so that I can see if I can record because I want to try to um, consistently put out a new episode every two weeks and stay with the flow and um, keep it keep it going. So I've put more time and commitment into making this an every two week thing and i've seen the gains i've seen it grow in popularity and it's it's really cool awesome it's consistency uh, yeah last question for someone who out there who might want to get started in podcasting what would your advice be to get over the hurdle of just like how daunting it is um you know you have programs that you need to actually record it you need the mics you need hosting sites. You need websites. What would your advice to be as someone who wants to get into this medium? Just do uh, it. Yeah, well, reach out to the podcasting communities that are available, um, either locally or um, on Facebook or Twitter. Or Everyone is really nice. I, I, I haven't met, at least in my perspective, like a, a mean or 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 angry person if you ask them a question. Uh, we've gotten in contact with some pretty big podcasters and and Twitch streamers, and and um, we were always asking them for advice, uh, things that we're doing wrong, things that we're doing right. And we've even had some of those big um, podcasting uh, members and streamers come on our show and record with us. So reach out to your communities, reach out to your social media sources, try to join a, a Facebook podcasting group, and ask questions and I, I would suggest pod Houston. Just yeah. <laughs> just they're my really opinion. Nice. Yeah. They're really nice. They, they, they'll share their equipment with you. They'll say what they're using, how much it was, where they get it. Um, what best places uh, are to put your actual podcast so you can get downloads. Um, it's, it's really good. I mean, dude, social media can be incredible if you use it the right way. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, I can say from my experience, uh, Rami obviously brought me into the three beers in a Mike extended universe. Um, and doing podcasting, like I didn't have to worry about the, the hosting sites, the websites and stuff. Cause that's Dwayne takes care of all that shit. So for me to say, Hey, you know, we should start burn appetite. Super fucking easy. Cause I don't got to do any of that stuff. <laughs> Dwayne takes care of all that stuff. Um, but by but, the way, like just like you were you were asking, like 
you know, somebody wants to get into it. What is Skay using? He's using his phone. Yeah, he's using phone and his earbuds. And there's programs out there where you can literally record a podcast on your phone and it'll yeah. publish it for you. So, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to get into the game anymore. No, and and he's when you when you play back this episode, all of our voices come through really well. I'm using a, a gaming headset. Uh, Skay is using earbuds. Uh, Bernie's using some PlayStation four or five headphones. No, I got an official mic. Oh, he got an official mic. Okay, nice. So he's upgraded. I'm a professional, Rami. (laughs) So, you know, the, 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 the stuff that's available to you, you might have in your house right now. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It's, it's reaching out to members for help and just getting a good concept and, um, having a passion for it. You know, I've, I've listened to podcasts no. of people who tell stories from their emergency room experiences, you know, and nursing experiences and people who love Burt Reynolds movies, you know, so it's it's there's a lot of stuff out there you can tap into. I, I also think that's another thing that's really important is you have to be passionate and care enough about the topic that you're picking um, or it's going to come off that you're not. Correct. Um, I also think that I admire people that do it, but if you're starting out brand new, don't do a solo show, please. Have yeah. have your friends that you're real comfortable with that um, will kind of help you along the way. Um, it, oh, my God. I can't imagine trying to do a solo show and talk for an hour and a half. Skay, what are you, you're new to the podcasting game. What would your advice yeah. be? Uh, it's real easy. Just get your ten dollars set of earbuds from Best Buy and have Dwayne send you the link to the chat and you can podcast. It's simple. Perfect. Not not real yeah. difficult at all. Let's switch topics to He Man. Yes. Very good. Uh I guess my first question would be why? Sure. Why He Man? Of all of all nerdum, what is it about He Man that um, draws you in? That's uh, Dwayne actually asked me this question once. I don't remember if it was on a podcast or if we were just drinking at a bar. And uh, he goes, could have been both. Could have been both. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes. You know, Rami, I've known you for a while. I've just never asked you why are you drawn to the Masters of the Universe. And my answer came like immediately. Uh, keep when in I, mind, we want to keep this at like a tight hour and a half. Real, real so. quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. We got to yeah. fill up the content time. So go. <laughs> so um, He-Man uh, growing up gave me more self-confidence in myself. And, I, and I'm being serious. Uh, you know, Prince Adam is the alter ego of He-Man. He's uh, of royalty. He's uh, a, a, a clown. He's known as a slacker. Uh, nobody pays attention to Prince Adam. He's a kid who uh, doesn't have any responsibilities. He's known as a goofball and he's always messing up. But when he... In in the background, he actually puts on that persona to deflect people from his secret identity. And his secret identity, he's the most powerful man in the universe. And when he holds aloft the secret sword of power and says the words, he turns into, um, you know, He-Man. What does he and say? I have the power. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um can I, can I, I mean, I know the quickly? entire, I know the entire opening sequence, but go ahead. Yes. Um, I don't know anything about He-Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about the universe. 
Sure. It's not my thing. You say he has a secret identity. Correct. Even though he's he looks, looks exactly literally insane. yeah, okay. Do <laughs> they know. address that ever or not? Never. No. Okay. Um they did in the, what year was it that other he man he was a kid and then became a an adult. Yeah, so in the two thousand two remake, which is called the Mike Young Productions He Man, Prince Adam looks more like a child. And when he converts into He Man, he looks very different. So in the two, yeah, (laughs) yeah, in in the 2002 version, they kind of made up for that. But in the 1981, 1982, 1983 version, uh, Prince Adam and He Man are identical. But one wears a pink shirt, the other wears a loincloth. Yeah, it's more of like the Clark Kent Superman transition, where one wears glasses and the other doesn't. So that's just you just we just run with it. But um, no, when he would turn into this powerful person, he would have this self-confidence. He would be able to save the day. He would have all the right answers. And growing up watching that cartoon, it actually gave me self-confidence as a kid. And I'm I'm dead serious about that. Um, Being, being a He-Man fan made me feel better as a person. And uh, that's all it was. And so it just grew with me over time. Star Wars. I love, I love Ninja Turtles. I love Mega Man. I love Transformers, Spider-Man, all this stuff. But He-Man was always the constant um, ever since I was a kid. Did it give you enough self-confidence to don the loincloth? Yeah, I actually uh, I wore a He-Man costume about... No, no, no. No, that doesn't count. I've seen the He-Man costume. You have <laughs> oh, the fake you... muscles on top. I'm talking <laughs> oh, you... straight, <laughs> naked, <laughs> I have never done that. No. Like that gust will, the wind, that, I'm seeing yeah. some dick. That's what I'm talking about. I have not done that, no. Okay, so I, Skate, I bet you Skate has though. Uh I don't think I've worn just a loincloth. I've worn some other questionable outfits in my time. <laughs> Skate would put Joanne Fabrics out of business trying to get material for that one clock. Probably need like a good yard or so. That's all. Oh, that's great. So, for those of you who don't know Rami, he is a bit of a toy collector. Yeah. Just <laughs> a little bit. Uh, talk to us about how that all got started. Um, so. I was very fortunate when I was a kid because uh, from the ages of, you know, like two to like nine, you know, my parents would, you know, give me a new action figure every time I brought home a, a, a report card that was all straight A's. So that actually gave me incentive to make good grades. Uh, He-Man was my number one go-to, but then I slowly evolved into Ninja Turtles and like I had a big action figure collection of Dick Tracy figures and The Simpsons and, you know, a lot of the popular stuff at the time. That old TV show Dinosaurs, if you remember that, I had a lot of those figures. Oh, yeah. Alf, you know. Uh, so Alf um, on the shelf. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that was Aaron's idea, to have <laughs> Alf on the shelf. Um, but then from the ages of like 10 to like 13, 14, I got out of action figures, and my mom took all my toys, put them up in the attic. She did not sell them in a garage sale like all those 
sad stories that you hear about all the time of people, you know, their whole toy collection is sold for five my, bucks. Mine weren't sold. They were given to my cousins. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, because you hear worse. those stories. Me, all that's the, worse. It is because yeah. I go over to their house. I'm like, there's all my stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my mom kept my stuff. She put it up in the attic, which I still have on display today. She kept everything, sold nothing. But there was a time from when I was like 10 to 14, I got into video games. I stopped really playing with toys, blah, blah, blah. How did I get back into it? I remembered exactly when it happened. I was at Taco Bell. The the uh, the original Star Wars tri- trilogy was being re-released into movie theaters. And Taco Bell gave me this Darth Vader cup with a bunch of Mountain Dew in it. And I looked at the cup. I was like, wow, this is really cool. It was like shiny and hollow foil and really glittery. And it looked really awesome. I got home. I drank my Mountain Dew. And I washed out the cup. And I saved it. And I put it on top of my dresser, and that Taco Bell cup with the Darth Vader hollow foil around it reignited my collecting um, from that point. I started buying Star Wars figures. I got back into um, Marvel figures. And just from that point forward, the collecting grew. And I asked my mom one day, do you still have my old toys from when I was a kid? She goes, yeah, of course I do. And... She brought them down from the attic, and I put those on display as well. The rest is history. That's it. Taco Bell saved my toy collecting passion. No how, joke. How big is your collection? Do you know how many pieces you have? I do. Um, my like, collection do you inventory is, it. I do. Yeah, I have to. Um, I have a separate insurance policy. I'm not going to say any numbers as, as far as dollars are concerned, but I do have a separate insurance policy taken out on my toy collection. Uh, because your standard insurance policy doesn't cover stuff like this. So you have to have like a specialty policy. Um, but pieces on average, I have about 65,000 individual pieces that are in my collection. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. insane. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> that is insane. I will, upload, I will post pictures of um, you. You're going to have to take pictures of your collection and we'll post them whenever we, um, launch this episode sure um what what that's including is the most collected books. thing that you have like is it marvel stuff is it ninja turtles what's the most collectible stuff it's gotta it's no like like the most pieces that you have it's gotta be like oh, marvel it's marvel yeah 100 yeah. percent marvel legends that's the bulk of my collection even though i'm a super he-man fan he-Man figures only go so far. Like I own all of the ones that exist, but Marvel Legends has been a, con- a continuous force since like 2001. So that that collection is massive. That's the bulk of my collection. What are your top three favorite pieces that you have? And what are uh, your least favorite? Okay, uh, I'll make this fast. Uh, top three. Um, number three, I just purchased recently. It's my Eternia playset from the Masters of the Universe line. It was the last big sort of castle uh, playset that they made that I never got when I was a kid. Um, the original, so, though, right? Original, yeah, original Eternia playset. It was huge. It was it was that thing that you saw in Toys R Us that was two hundred and fifty bucks in. 1987, your parents would never buy for you, which was in the G.I. Joe realm, the USS Flag. Huge battle station hung from the rafters. You're like, I'm never going to own that. It's way too expensive. 
And that, that was the attorney of playset um, at that time. Um, my number two piece uh, would probably be my um, PCS collectible He-Man and Battle Cat statue. Um, it was uh, an exclusive that was released from them, one-fourth scale. It's freaking huge. It's like it's, 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 it's the size of a quarter of a human. And it's He-Man and Battle Cat posed together in a really cool stance. And Battle Cat's eyes light up. It's it's really awesome. And my number one collectible that I will hopefully I'll be buried with, like like King Arthur <laughs> style, with the sword in my coffin, um, is a 1987 He-Man um, Macy's Day Parade replica sword. Um, in the 1987 Macy's Day Parade, they had a He-Man and a She-Ra float. And the actors on the float uh, were swinging these, you know, styrofoam swords around, entertaining the crowd. And they made a whole bunch of them because they would break really easily. Well, a few of them survived, actually. And they auctioned them off back in 2009, 2010 to raise money for a tune museum. And each He-Man sword that survived that Macy's Day Parade extravaganza was signed by Lou Scheimer who was the creator of the He-Man cartoon. And each Sierra sword that survived was signed by Lou Scheimer, the creator of the He-Man cartoon. And I remember showing Dwayne this listing. I'm like, hey, dude, they're auctioning off like six of these He-Man swords. Wait, he, he's skipping a step, though. Oh, so in order to enter the auction, you had to – they weren't just letting everybody bid. You had to send a letter to the auctioneers – on why you should be able to enter this auction because they did not want scalpers coming in and bidding on these swords and then reselling them on the aftermarket. That's insane. So I had to write a letter and explaining to them how much of a He-Man fan I am. And not only did I include the words of why I'm a He-Man fan, I sent them parts of my collection. They accepted me as one of the bidders. Um, and I asked Dwayne, I've been accepted as a bidder. Um, this is when the auction starts six days in a row. They're auctioning off six He-Man swords. How high should I go? And Dwayne says, look, Rami, I don't tell you this very often, um, because you know, me and my collecting habits, I have limits. Uh, he goes, you bid as high as it takes because you will never see this again as long as you live. And they only have yeah. six. So he goes, you bid until you win. And um, I decided for the first three days, I was not going to bid on those three auctions. I was going to wait until day four. And day four hit, and I bid until I won. And I won. But I, I think you bid less than you thought you would. I did. I, it was actually less than I thought. When the first two or three days were going, I'm like, oh, my God, these prices are nuts. But I was committed. And I said, I'm in. I, I got to do it. And when day four came around, I actually got it at a cheaper price than I ever thought imaginable. And that's the centerpiece uh, of my collection is my E-Man Macy's Day 1987 sword. Awesome. So, Rami, um, yeah. did you happen to follow like the auctions from the next two days, the fifth and sixth day? I did, actually. That's a really good question. And they went higher than what I paid. So was yours like the lowest? You, it you was beat the day three? Oh, that's pretty yeah. good then. I was I was sitting here while you were telling the story. I was sitting here thinking like what my strategy would be. And I yeah. was thinking day three myself. Just like see what the first two did. 
but day four, interesting. I figured day six would be like one of the highest since it was like the last one, you know, and yeah. it would just go nuts. Yeah, I got the lowest price sword in the entire six piece lot. And then I did not follow the Shira lot because I got the piece I wanted. I'm a huge Shira fan, but I didn't. I wasn't interested in that. Now, I wonder, Skay, if it's because everybody was like, you know what? I'm waiting until the third day. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I yeah, wonder I, how many I people. Said, I'm, I'm waiting until the fourth day. Yeah. Do you know how many people were accepted to be like a bidder on that? Did, did you have any idea of how many people were out there actually looking for that stuff? That's a really good question. I, I can tell you for sure when I was in the auctioneer site and actually doing the live bidding, there was 150 people in that room oh wow so okay. for that day there was 150 people um could it have been previous people from the previous auctions that they didn't win sure um i don't know how many people they accepted total but in that room that day it was 150 wow. i got a follow-up question did did you have to pick a day to to join the auction or no you didn't um they 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 gave me the password to enter the room and i was able to enter every single day and I just, I just told myself I'm not going to start bidding until day four. And but once um, you won a bid, you couldn't bid again, right? I'm that guessing. is correct. If you won, if you won a piece, you were not able to purchase a second piece. So I could not purchase a second uh, He-Man sword. Correct. Yeah. Blink twice if it was over ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> what, what was your? Uh, what is your least? Your top three least favorite items that you have. Um, okay, so number three, uh, even though I like collecting them, they're my least favorite. I have a, a bootleg section of toys that I buy when I go to international countries. Um, I know you're, you're thinking like, oh, well, those are awesome. Yeah, they I love awesome. them. Yes. I love them too. I have a um, Avengers Age of Ultron set that includes Batman a dinosaur and a transformer that we bought in China. So that was awesome. I'm so mad. I didn't buy one of those. I had a whole bunch of them. When I say it's my least favorite, I'm not saying it's, I hate them. It's just, as far as my totem pole of collections go, I love everything that I have. I don't hate anything, but my bootleg collection. Yeah. My bootleg collection is worthless. It's, it's worth, it's worth something to me, but nobody else. Um, So that's, that's, that's number three. Number two is going to be surprising to Bernie because I always talk very highly of these, but they're my pop, my, my Funko pop collection. Um, these are just surprised by that. Yeah. These are just produced in the millions. Uh, there's, there's, they're never going to retain value. I've never sold anything that I have. Um, so that's not really a, a concern to me, but as far as Funko pops go, everybody sees those. Most people have them. Um, when you come into my collection room and you see Funko pops, they're usually ignored. So my my Funko Pop collection is number two. And uh, probably my number one uh, uh, collector's corner that's that's mostly ignored. Um, Barbie. It's it's probably Barbie. my it's probably my comic books um, because they're just stored in long boxes underneath my desk. So as far as um, importance and um, uh, Visibility, no. visibility. It's <laughs> it's my comic books. Yeah, breaks my heart. I know. I'm um, sorry. Two things, and then I got a couple more questions for you. One for Rami's wedding. 
I sent him a message saying, do you have He-Man's first appearance in DC Comics? <laughs> and he said no. Yeah. So I'm like, on eBay, uh, as soon as he said no, I'm like, all right, well, that's what I'm getting him for a wedding gift. So I order it. And then he sends me a graded copy of it. And he's like, of course I have it. I was like, you <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> well, now you have two of them. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I um, do. The second thing is, I'm surprised you didn't mention the, you have original He-Man like cells from the cartoon, don't you? Hanging up on I, the wall? Yeah, I do. Um, those are. Aren't they signed too? Yeah. <laughs> they How are. is that not like in your top three? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean they're they are really cool. They're signed by the animators who actually drew those cartoons. Um, so I have like a Man at Arms, an Orko, Prince Adam, and a He Man. Uh, no, those are great, um, and it, it's hard to pick. But they're not in my top three. They're in my top it's five. A real Sophie's choice here. Yeah, my top five. Hey, yeah. And also, thanks to me, he met Shira. I did. I the met voice the voice of actress of Shira at one of our comic book conventions. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was really nice. Shit, I didn't even talk. I didn't even ask a question about you guys going to conventions, but we don't have time for that. No, that's fine. <laughs> we'll have to save that for another episode. Sure. Um, I guess I just have two more questions for you. One has your collecting, some say hoarding. Um, I'm not a ever hoarder. Affected, ever affected any relationships in the past? Um. No, I that that's a really good question. I never had a relationship problem where the girl told me this relationship cannot continue because you're a collector. <laughs> you, you she walks into your house, sees all yeah. the toys, she's like, "Nope." No. <laughs> See you later. I just um up until I met my wife, I never met anyone who I wanted to continue a relationship with past maybe 6 to 9 months. Um, Dwayne knows all about that type of stuff. Um, there were, there were some girls who I dated who told me what to do with my money. Uh, and that didn't last very long. Um, but that was probably the, as far as it went, nobody ever said you collect toys. I don't want to be with you anymore. And that's the end of the conversation. So no. All right. Will you ever stop or reach a point where you feel you're satisfied with your collection? No. Yeah, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> no. What are you? Great. What are you? What are you going to do when you run out of room? I'm not going to run out of room. <laughs> uh, the reason I do that is because every every uh, cycle um, when Toys for Tots starts, um, they are really looking for toys that are in the packages. Still, um, they want to give toys to uh, underprivileged children um, in, in the package, right? And I have a bulk of those. I have, I have an abundance <laughs> of toys in the package. And so what I do every Christmas is I go through my collection and I donate the toys that I no longer want in my collection. Seal. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, I've never told you that. No. That's yeah. Amazing. So they have these toys for tots uh, drop boxes. They have a lot of children's hospitals and I'll go through and I'll pick about 50 to 60 pieces of sealed toys uh, to give to underprivileged children um, and then that, that creates extra space on my shelves for new awesome. stuff. Yeah. 
That's amazing. By the way, Bernie, uh, you need to get in on his will. I'm in there. I get to pick my five pieces I want. That is and correct. Then, then we donate the rest. Yes. So <laughs> I, I've told everybody if if I should if I should expire, um, I want my my toys donated to a children's charity uh, because the bulk of them are still sealed. You guys can pick your top the five. Burn appetite relief fund. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> you guys can pick your top five pieces, and the rest go to charity. I don't want any of this to be sold. Um, I want it all to be donated. Wow, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, not even give them to your kids; just donate them. My kids are not going to want this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, uh, it, it, I didn't if know they do, they can take Christmas. the ones they want. <laughs> That's how I create extra space on my shelves. So, no, I will never run out of room. Awesome. Well, that was Pretty Woman. Uh, I learned some new stuff about Rami that I didn't know. How about that? Thank you. That was very cool. Let's get into some food talk and why we're all here. Uh, Rami, what are your eating habits as far as um, fast food, chain restaurants, fast casual? Um, I eat fast food probably twice a week. Um, it's not something that's a mainstay for me, but uh, I mean, as once I get a week older, feels like a mainstay. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> once a week. A mainstay. Uh, the, well, I mean, my, my employment, let's just say requires me to eat on the go. Right. So I have to eat very quickly and there's a couple of fast food places across from my place of work. So those are my options. So when I say twice a week, it's wrapped around my, my job. And so, you know, Taco Bell, Popeye's, uh, Burger King, McDonald's, they're in my rotation. So I would say twice a week is my mainstay. Do you see yourself going to, well, I mean, pre-COVID chain restaurants? If given the choice, I, I can't, I don't see a lot of people given the choice, be like, let's go to Applebee's tonight. <laughs> no, no. Um, if, if when we do go out, we tend to avoid the, like the chilies. And yeah. Applebee's and, you know, uh, uh, Boston markets and stuff like that. Yeah. We don't go to, we don't go to chain restaurants. No. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much the case across the board. Yeah, Cause now eating out is like a luxury. You're like, wow, we're actually out at a restaurant. So you want to <laughs> make it something better than that. Give me that unlimited pasta bowl at Olive Garden. <laughs> Let me pay five hundred dollars to have have the special cards they do every year that gives you once a week unlimited pasta for the for the whole year, whatever. You know they sell those. It's insane. Man, what's your favorite Boston food? Market, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I, I have never. I've eaten Boston Market. I've never stepped foot into a Boston Market. Dude, Boston Market is really good. I mean, for yeah, yeah I mean, to get drive for like fast casual, I think. Well, I don't yeah, know. I mean, they're macaroni. Hey, have you ever been to a Boston meat. Market? Uh, there is a Boston Market in between myself, my home, and my business. Um, I've driven past that Boston Market every Fuck. day. 1500 times 1600 <laughs> times i have never once eaten boston market oh yeah. i see a future I, episode oh man I, that would be I, a great episode you know what i don't know if i've ever eaten boston market i just feel like i have i don't like i don't <laughs> Dude, know if i ever have their boston market good. started as boston chicken all they had was chicken dude their turkey is very good 
macaroni and, and cheese. Chicken sucks so much good. that they had to branch out the other stuff. <laughs> no, the chicken's good too. Cornbread. I thought they. Yeah. I thought they pie. were known for their turkey. I thought they were more of a turkey place. The turkey's awesome. I don't know. We're not here to talk about Boston Market. Go ahead, <laughs> Rami. Yeah. What's your favorite food? Nachos. This is such an interesting choice for you. <laughs> it's nachos, man. Everybody knows that who knows me. It's nachos. Why nachos? Dude, you can do so many things with nachos. Like I know it might be a cheating question where if you say if you could have only one food in your you know, the rest of your life, what would you choose? And choosing nachos is kind of like a cheat code because you can add so many different ingredients to it to make it different. But I've always been a fan of queso, no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. It's really hard to mess up queso. You can try, but most of the time it's going to taste pretty good. There's something about, um, especially if you can make a chip that does not become soggy, about putting melted cheese on a tortilla chip, adding fajita chicken or ground beef with um, some you know, lettuce and guacamole and I mean, it's the perfect meal as far as I'm concerned, because you can just make so many variations of it and it never gets old for me. So, so if I had- let's very uh, poignant, I was just watching a Goldberg's episode and they were sitting around eating nachos and they're like, are nachos a meal or is it a snack? <laughs> <laughs> very good question. It's both. it's both. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. If you share it with your table, it's a snack. If you eat a nacho plate, you get by the yourself, extra large. It's a meal. Yeah, it's it's so funny that that's your favorite food. <laughs> I I never realized how much I eat nachos <laughs> until episode one with OG Pickle. I twice mentioned <laughs> cases where I put sauces on nachos. I was like, after I said the second time, I was like, man, I must eat a lot of nachos. This yeah. is my second example <laughs> of how I eat the sauce and it's on nachos. Yeah, uh, it's which, which I've never heard great. of, like putting like uh, chicken sauce, uh, you know, or a hot sauce on a nachos. Thai curry, baby. Buffalo Wild Wings Thai curry, just dump it all on the nachos. Hey, I have great. to say, I was surprised when Rami texted me from China, going, "I found some nachos." I'm like, "How the <laughs> fuck do you find nachos in China?" Because <laughs> we were an American, we were an American uh, brewery. Yeah, we, we found we found nachos in an, an American brewery, and they were actually not terrible. Uh, yeah, I was very yeah, surprised. Yeah, they were good. The boxing cat in Shanghai, I believe. Yeah, I still. Do you still have? Did you you bought one of those pint glasses from there, right, Bernie? I did not. Oh, I, I still got one. my pint glass. That thing's awesome. I got mine. I yeah, I gave one. There. I gave one to Dwayne as <laughs> a gift. Yeah, that's where we got the nachos. Yeah. So let's go around the horn and. What's oh, your favorite? Well, you have you have you uh, hey, hey, what were you, like? Look at that! Boom! Let's right. go around KFC, before, but before we get into it, mm-hmm. what's your perfect plate of nachos? What toppings are you doing? <laughs> let's go around the horn, Skay. Uh, first off, nachos are not a meal. <laughs> you can't. A meal does not consist of chips and toppings. That's not a fucking meal. One. All right. Fair. But two, a uh, perfect plate of nachos. Um, we're talking nachos, cheese, you know, like a nacho cheese or queso, whatever you want to put on it. Um, I like a sprinkling of jalapenos 
or you know maybe diced jalapeno would be good so you don't get that full with the seeds mouthful of heat just a little hint of it um i like fresh tomato i like diced tomato um probably lettuce on there uh whatever meat if you want to put a meat on like a ground beef or chicken um and then it's gotta have for me it's gotta have sour cream i need sour cream i love sour cream on many things but definitely on nachos um what nacho chips are you using because that's obviously the most key component oh jesus um i mean the the standard the go-to is tostito right it's hard to be Tostitos. Yeah, they're, is this, they're uh, your basic make your chip. Nachos at home type nacho. Yeah, or are we talking like go yeah, like make like if you if you had unlimited ingredients <laughs> in the kitchen and you're like, all right, I'm gonna make my nachos. What do you make? Like, what are you putting together? Yeah, because them? most of us are not gonna make our own handmade chips. You know, if if you go to a restaurant and they have yeah, no, the, we're not doing the, that. the tortillas <laughs> that they're frying in in house. Those are always the best, but we don't have access to that. I'm not going to fry my own tortilla chips. So, yeah, Tostitos is a good choice. So, Dwayne. Will, if I could add to that, I would say that probably if you're going to go branch away from Tostitos, uh, Chipotle's chips are very good. Um, If you got like three or four bags of those and then just dumped them out on a tray and made your own nachos with those, I'd probably pick those over just the plain Tostito. Oh man, All I'm right. hungry. <laughs> Dwayne. <laughs> I'm getting a little horny listening to this. Uh, go ahead, Dwayne. Um, yeah, cheese, queso, either one, it doesn't matter. Even if you this had. Is gonna be, this is going to be Dwayne's missionary position. Fucking Even nauseous. if you had ground <laughs> cheese. No, if you have ground cheese. I mean, if we're making it at home, I mean. You can have shredded unlimited cheese. There. Unlimited ingredients. You have access to Queso, you salsa, sure. beef or chicken, doesn't matter. Even pork. Throw some pork. I don't care. Any kind of meat. I'll take some jalapenos, some sour cream. I think the salsa is the key, though. You have to have the salsa. Okay. I'm not that picky on my salsa, so. <laughs> I do like the, uh, what's the... Uh, What's the nachos that you make at home? The kit? Uh, damn it. It'll Lunchables? No, no. The not like the nacho <laughs> kit. The nacho kit, not a, not a pizza is kit. Made, is that made by like Pace or El Paso or El something? Paso. El Paso. Oh, El Paso. the El Paso nacho kit. Yeah. The, the sauce from there, that's pretty good. Oh, that's great. That's great. Rami, do you want to go last or do you want me to build mine up? Perfect. Go ahead. Nachos? You go, Bernie. Yeah. First off, I discovered probably nine months ago that Doritos chips work perfectly for nacho chips, which changed my life. So as much as I love Tostitos, I go fucking Doritos. I don't care which ones. (laughs) The wilder the Doritos flavor, the better. By the way, have you noticed the smaller the Doritos bag, the more flavor on the chip you think they really jam pack it in there it's yeah. it i don't know you buy the giant like that. party bag and it's like there's nothing on it you buy so, the small bag is like a shit ton of whatever that, did, that stuff is <laughs> i did a big plate of nacho cheese doritos i did 
like the Kroger's shredded cheese. I did the um, Velveeta um, radioactive plastic cheese <laughs> on top of that. Grilled chicken, hot sauce, um, diced tomatoes, and salsa. And they were fucking incredible. Love it. So I would probably I'd probably go a little more nuts. I'd probably add some sour cream on it. Um, jalapenos. Um, what else would you get on nachos? I'd probably throw in some more seasoning on the chips too, like a nacho seasoning, like Dwayne said, with the old um what's it old bay? El Not Paso thing. El Paso um, seasoning. But uh that's probably that's probably my perfect plate. You got I'm telling you. Try Doritos as your base. It'll change your life. Rami, you're the nacho man. Build your perfect plate. So uh, Tostitos is the go-to. Uh, I 100% understand that. That's the mainstay. For me, if I'm building nachos at home, I use Mission Tortilla Strips. So they never get soggy. And that's the key to a nacho base. Is I really start- disagree. Do, do well, you eat it with a fork? If you if you if you use the tortilla strips, they do not get soggy. The rounds, the mission tortilla rounds, they get soggy. So mission tortilla strips. Rounds aren't for nachos. Rounds are for dipping into salsas and cheeses and stuff. The tortilla, the mission tortilla strips are awesome. Um, So yeah, of course the queso on top. Um, As far as the meat is concerned, I my favorite is chicken fajita meat. So I would grill up some chicken on the barbecue, put some fajita seasoning on it, chop it up into little strips. That would go on top. I also add a good salsa. Um, I try to avoid store-bought salsas. I make my own. Um, but if I'm if I'm in a pinch, you know, I'll I'll buy a store-bought salsa. I also add a Mexican rice onto my nachos as well. Um, some refried beans, and um, I. Do use diced jalapenos. Um, I don't like the whole ones as much, but if they're diced and chopped up finely, that's that's really good. And that's You're it. Wilding out. You're adding rice to this shit. Yeah, I do not add lettuce. I do not add tomatoes. I don't add sour cream. I just uh, feel like rice. I would take one chip and go to bite it, and then it would just fucking like all the rice would just fall down <laughs> in front of me. That's what the beans are for, though. The beans hold the, the rice. Beans, yeah, exactly. The paste. So, the pasty refried beans. Yeah, refried beans, Mexican rice, salsa, fajita chicken, queso, mission tortilla chips, and a good salsa. That's my perfect nacho. All right. Well, it sounds like a future episode. We're going to have to build our own plate of nachos <laughs> and then do a little taste, blind taste test to see whose is the best. Sure. On a special, uh, me and Scare are gonna have to fly to Houston for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, I've got plenty of room. Please stay with or, me. It'd be awesome. Or we all fly to Ohio. I mean, one of the sure. <laughs> or Pennsylvania. Hey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, right next door. Right next door. You guys all right. bring all your podcasting shit. I'll sit here on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do it in person. I got gear for that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they have professional setup for in-person stuff, Skate. That's really funny. Ooh. So this week's episode, we went to KFC. Uh, Rami got to pick the restaurant. So Rami, why did you pick KFC? So um, 
a lot of people ask me like, uh, you know, what, uh, where'd you work when you were a kid or it comes up in conversation, you know, what was your first job? Uh, my first job ever was six flags. My second job ever I had before I, you know, got into my career was uh, KFC. I worked at a fast food restaurant for about two years and it was one of the coolest and funnest jobs I had. And I know a lot of people have bad fast food experiences when they say, you know, they were in high school and they worked at McDonald's or whatever. I really, really liked working there. It's a great company. I had a lot of good memories and I enjoyed going to work. So when Bernie came to me and said, we want you to pick an episode, I said, well, I want to choose KFC. I have a question. How many times did you slip on the floor in the kitchen? <laughs> well, they, they gave you special shoes uh, that prevented the sliding on the... Uh, they slide all over the place. Yeah. yeah. No, working... What did you, a, yeah. you do at KFC? Uh, so for the first year, I worked the front counter. Um, and then once I be, once I turned 17, I became a delivery driver. So yes, KFC did deliver for a while. Not a lot of people remember that. Now this is before Uber Eats and Grubhub and you could get whatever you wanted delivered to your house. KFC actually had a delivery service in-house that you could get chicken sent to your door. I, as a teenager in high school, worked for a Pizza Hut slash KFC. Nice. You were at a combo restaurant. Yeah, there was only one guy that was part of the KFC, and then he had like a floater helper. Um, I was a delivery driver, so I just delivered all the shit and then um, would help make pizzas and stuff. But like, you weren't allowed to touch KFC stuff if you weren't like the KFC guy. They weren't messing around. Like, no, you, no. Can, you can throw a pizza through this conveyor belt. That's what you can do, buddy. <laughs> you are not learning the secret recipe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I never touched chicken. I never went over there to, like, observe it. Like, I was not allowed on that side of the kitchen. No, and and the, the way that they prepare the chicken, it's super, super uh, specific. Um, the way they make their side orders is specific. It all has a certain flow, a certain pattern, and it's I've got to see all that stuff and it's all great. Um, I, I had a wonderful experience there and uh, all their foods legit. It's really, any, at least when I was there, it was really good quality. Any trade secrets? Secret uh, recipes that you I don't know? know what's in, I don't know what's in the secrets uh, spice bag of chicken. No, I don't know what the original spices are. It's 11 herbs and spices. We all yeah. know that. <laughs> I can tell you right now, Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza mozzarella cheese sticks <laughs> you line them up around the edge of the crust and you just fold the pie the dough over top of it and push sure. it down and that's how they do the stuffed crust yeah boom educational podcast <laughs> all right well let's get into it rami you are a guest so we get to talk about your item first for those listening we go around the horn we talk about what we ordered item wise, we discuss it, review it. Three options you get a chef's kiss, a kumsi kumsa, or a chef's diss. And on this week's episode, the chef's diss will be followed by a Darth Vader screaming no. Don't want to do any spoilers right now to demonstrate, but Rami, go ahead and talk about your item, what you ordered, and your thoughts about it. 
So um, I chose the KFC Famous Bowl. I've never had one before, um, which I know it's been around it's for a crazy while. Crazy to me. I, I was just going to say, how long has this yeah. been around? So it I've was never ne- had one before. It, it was never an item when I worked there, um, but it's been around for a couple of years, and I just I still love KFC. I think their food is legit. Um, I just don't eat it as often um, as I should. Um, so I told Bernie, I was like, well, I want to choose the KFC famous bowl because I remember when this thing came out three or four years ago, I've never had one and I've always wanted to try it. Um, so I'm going to, I'm definitely choosing that item. And Bernie was shocked. He's like, how have you never had that? Like, it was just something I should have had by now. And now Dwayne's telling me he's never had one either. Skay. Skay, have you ever had a KFC no, famous I had bowl? one probably a couple of years ago. Uh, my uncle and I were at uh, the driving range and hungry for lunch, and I had a coupon. It was like buy one, get one or something. So uh, we had it. Okay. Yeah, um, so that was my choice. Um, do you want me to describe my uh, assessment of it, or do you want do you want to talk about what, what's actually in it, Bernie? Um, before we get into your thoughts and what's actually in the Famous Bowl, just real quickly, when was the last time you guys – Went to a KFC. Uh, Dwayne, when was the last time you went to a KFC before this? Uh, actually, it was two years ago on a road trip. We stopped at a KFC for lunch or something in Kentucky. Actually, by the way, hmm. <laughs> Rami. Uh, mine was about a year ago. I had a chicken pot pie and a cookie. It was a a, a special with a drink, a cookie, and a Popeye for like five bucks. That was, yeah, that was about a year ago. Aside from that episode with the famous bowls for lunch two years ago, God, I can't even remember. At least a decade, probably. I I think the last time was probably around college. We we went to that KFC Pizza Hut buffet Buffet. they had inside. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was probably at least... God, that's at least 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, I ordered it when I was in Disney World about a month ago to try their new chicken sandwiches so I could put it in my ranking. Um, before that, I know they did a donut chicken sandwich, a uh, limited time offer thing. That was within the last year uh, that I ordered and got. But outside that, it had been years, I think. So... Not really on my rotation. Not really my choice to go place. Um, so, so what me. you're saying is they need to innovate more often so that people go back. Hey, any any fast food place that comes out <laughs> with a a new item, I'm trying it. That's, that's part of my brand, baby. Um, Rami, what's in a famous bowl, and what were your thoughts on it? All right, so the famous bowl uh, is mashed potatoes as the base uh, with their brown gravy. Uh, it looks like some little. Uh, popcorn chicken nuggets on the top with some kernels of corn, uh, some shredded cheese. And uh, I think that's it. Yep. Yeah. So um, I remember when the commercial came out like three or four years ago and um, I did not realize when I bought this thing, it was basically just a large mashed potatoes, like the container <laughs> that it comes in is, is the large mashed potatoes mm-hmm. container. <laughs> So what they do is when you buy a family meal, they give you a large mashed potatoes and gravy, and it comes in that container. 
So they take one of those large mashed potatoes containers, they put some popcorn chicken on the top, some shredded cheese, some kernels of corn, um, and they sell you that as their famous bowl. So um, when I got it, that's immediately what I thought of. I was like, oh, this is a large mashed potatoes container. But I wanted to give it a chance, and um, it's basically like eating a large mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what the dish is. Do you guys want to go talk about your thoughts, or do you want me to give my review You got to right give now? chef's kiss, koopsie koomsa, or chef's diss? No! <laughs> I don't know if that was good or oh, not. Oh, no. Well, that's, that's good. That's, that's good. the sound of the chef's diss this week. We're doing <laughs> no, Darth Vader's lar- no scream from uh, Revenge three. of the Sith. Yeah. Episode three. It's a large mashed potato. That's all it is. It's the same container that you would get, like I said, with a family meal. And they just put a couple of toppings on top. So I was uh, hoping for more of the toppings. Um, when I got past the first layer... The, the rest of it is just potatoes. So I I was super disappointed after the first four bites or something. And uh Man, I, yeah. I had like ten chicken nuggets in mine. No, I, I had five. I had five nuggets. Five little popcorn chickens on top. And uh yeah, the rest is gravy and potatoes. So oh, that no. gets a big chef's note. diss right off the bat in yeah. his own pick too. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the KFC Famous Bowl? Again, first time for me. I actually like, I know they're instant potatoes, mashed potatoes at KFC, but I like them, especially the gravy. Overall, I think the cheese is an overkill. Like, it doesn't add any flavor to it. It's just annoying because it's fucking stringy cheese and you're trying to eat. And... <laughs> So yeah. I'm I'm going Kumsi Kumsa. I probably wouldn't order this again, but it wasn't bad. I I had like ten pe- like I had chicken the whole time I was eating. Oh dang it! Okay, you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> I'll go next. I will give people a pro tip right off the bat: get the Nashville chicken when you do this. Oh come it's, on! I didn't know that was an option. It's so much better. Um, it is. A fucking large helping of mashed potatoes. <laughs> I told you it's uh, just a large. So I ate this last. Thing. I ate this item last in the rotation, and I immediately regretted it because I'm like, oh my god. By the way, I did. Shit. I did two. I, I went to KFC twice for all this food. <laughs> I went once and I finished it all. Um, it yeah it. It's a gigantic fucking thing of mashed potatoes. It was the last thing I ate, and I was just staring at it. I was like, I cannot believe I have to eat this. <laughs> um, the mashed potatoes are boxed. I fucking hate boxed mashed potatoes. You can taste boxed mashed potatoes a mile away. They have it's the most. It's, it's instant potatoes. I know, is all it but is. they have they have the most distinct flavor to them. Where a mile away, you take one little. The second it touches your tongue, you're like, these are boxed. I don't like that. Um, I didn't mind the cheese as much. Um, I wish well, I wish there was more gravy just because, like Rami said, once you get past that top layer, you're just eating a fucking giant bowl of mashed potatoes. And after eating three other items, um, four, because I got a little something extra extra with mine that I will talk about, 
it's just too much potatoes. It's too much mashed potatoes. Um, I'm giving it a chef's diss. No. <laughs> Good for you. Okay, round us out. Good. For uh, you. So, uh, unlike you guys, uh, this was my second bowl. So I knew a trick up front. I've had it Another, before. Well, everyone you, knows Bernie, all these yeah, secret tips. Another pro tip for me that. is to mix it all up when you open it. As soon as you open it, you mix the whole thing and make it like a big... I mean, who doesn't do that? Yeah, Avi. Well, I don't know. I, Rami <laughs> I, said he got past the top layer and all it was was potatoes. Still, I mean, it's still... But, I mean, I did do the, the stir, okay, but okay. you can only stir five pieces of chicken so far. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, little skimpy on the chicken for me, too. Uh, could have had more chicken. I love corn. And I wanted way more corn with this. I love putting corn on top of mashed potatoes and having it all like mixed together. Put throw some gravy on there. That's like Thanksgiving. I love corn. Not enough corn. Needed more gravy. Uh, the cheese, I agree, is overkill. It's just like, why is there cheese on here? There's already greasy, salty shit on here. <laughs> um, but still, with all that said, I'm gonna go kumsi kumsa. I'm not gonna go the whole way into the no category. It tasted all right. You know the potatoes are not how I like making mashed potatoes, but uh, you know it was it was all right. It was it was filling. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So we got two disses, two kumsi kumsas. They should change the name to the KFC Infamous Bowl. <laughs> Dwayne, let's talk about your item. I went with uh, classic uh, crispy chicken. Uh, have it your in. way. I don't, I don't. Yeah, the classic KFC. Somebody had to go classic. Nobody was going classic. I went classic. See, you and say it, classic, but when yeah. I texted you, you about this, crispy. you said yeah. extra crispy. Well, isn't classic. that? I thought that's that is classic. classic. The classic. You is have the to original, do extra crispy. Yet. It's original recipe. That's the one that people. I don't know. I with. always, I've always had the the crispy one. Like you have to do extra crispy. <laughs> no, you, you've got you've got three choices. You got your oven roasted. You've got your original recipe, and you have your extra crispy. Uh, the extra crispy out of those three is my favorite. So well, that's you, what I went you, with. Yeah, you did. Good. <laughs> yeah, you did good. I did go for a drum just because it's easy to eat, and I had yes. other stuff to eat, and I was like, yes. I can't eat a chicken breast, dude. Good for you. <laughs> good for you. And I I liked it. I mean, the the crisp is good. Taste is all good. So I'm going with the chef's kiss. Ooh, bite of the night or not? We'll see. Ooh, (laughs) I'll go next. Um, I also got a drum because it's not the 1990s and big googly-eyed breasts are out. (laughs) So I got the drum and uh, I took one bite of it and all of the breading just like crumbled <laughs> immediately <laughs> onto my plate. Where I was just staring at it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Uh, it was not crispy. Certainly wasn't extra crispy. Like I ordered it. Um, that said, not bad. <laughs> not, not bad fried chicken. <laughs> Even though at the end it was just regular chicken. Like literally all the breading just like fell off. After one bite, uh, like, what? I'm still gonna eat this and enjoy it. Kumsi kumsa for me. Middle of the red. 
Rami? Uh, I got the chicken leg as well. That just seems like, you know, the, the, the go-to piece to, to go for. Because when I eat a chicken breast, it becomes very dry up to a point. Um, when you get past the breading portion... Plus, you need a fork to eat it. Yeah, it's not as good. <laughs> so a drumstick, the dark meat is is uh, moister. Big. So, yeah, it's not as dry. <laughs> you're like, rah, rah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My breading did not fall off, so I got the full crispy <laughs> chicken experience. Um, and it was just as like I remember. They're extra crispy to me is their best flavor. Um, the drumstick was perfect. Breading stayed on the leg. It didn't fall off onto my plate. Uh, wonderful. Uh, uh, chef's kiss. Mwah. Loved it. Oh, two Loved chef's it. kiss. Bite of the night, Rami? We'll see. Oh, <laughs> more drama. We'll see. Skay. So, unlike you three assholes, I got an extra crispy breast. <laughs> you can eat a breast of chicken without a fork. It's fine. Just have to hold it with two hands and not just, just one. Motorboat it. Motorboat it. The For me, I, I think I'm an original guy, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not an extra crispy. Um, the breading was too thick for my liking. Um, well, you should have picked that then. Well... <laughs> I, I, that's why I texted to confirm because I knew that this was going to happen. But you said extra crispy, so everybody voted extra crispy. That's what I got. Um, but yeah, breading was too thick. In some spots, there were globs that were so thick where the breading underneath like wasn't done, so it was oh, still kind of like a little mushy. Oh, wasn't it? Wasn't pervasive, but it was there. That's you what know? mine was. That's why it all fell off. Yeah, it was mushy underneath it. Um, the chicken, the chicken itself was good. Like it was, you know, juice and uh, juicy and moist. You know, the breast especially was, you know, almost surprising for a breast. It wasn't overly dry, uh, but mm-hmm. still, for me, I like I say, I'm an original guy. So this is the no. Oh, no. I'm giving it the diss. This wow. is the diss. no. Jay yeah. gave it a diss. I'm Whoa. going anti on this one. This is my wow. lowest rated item for sure. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, Skay, let's go right into your item. Uh, going from worst to first here. Coleslaw. Hey, the night. I picked coleslaw. And for me, this was my bite of the night. <laughs> um, Whoa. There are two places when I think of coleslaw that I'm getting from a fast food restaurant. It's here and it's Long John's. And I like it at both places because it's the same it is, place. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, whatever else you're getting from these places, like heavy, fried, greasy stuff, right? So that coleslaw yeah. comes in there. It's smooth. It's cool. It's creamy. It's got a little tang, a little sweetness, and it's got that nice, crunchy crispiness to it. It's the perfect complement for me for all this other heavy, like fried, greasy shit, right? Uh, so that all said, Chef's Kiss, oh, bite of the night, the coleslaw at bite KFC is night. my favorite. It, it complemented everything else so well. Have a bite of the chicken sandwich, have a bite of the coleslaw. A uh, little bit of the famous bowl, a little bit of coleslaw. It's, you know, it's, it balances that extra heavy, greasy, salty shit out, which is perfect. Wow. Why I picked it. Dwayne, you're next. 
I will let Bernie and Rami say how I thought of this. <laughs> oh, you hated it. You Jeff, hate coleslaw. Jeff Diss, Darth Vader. No! <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did you hate it? I don't like coleslaw. He I've tried coleslaw. multiple versions of coleslaw. It, I don't it. like it. Yeah, I could have told you that. Dude, it doesn't matter what, you, dude. It, if it, it even is remotely related to like pickly mustard, crispy cabbage, whatever, it, Dwayne hates it. All right, Rami, why don't you go next? Um, so here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Um, I have not ordered coleslaw from KFC since. 1998. Okay. <laughs> um, whenever I would, yeah, because why I, would you? Yeah. over here. You need that with all the. Yeah. No, you go for fried food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whenever I would, whenever I would order my meal at KFC, uh, I would get you know the potato wedges or mashed potatoes or potato salad. Um, sometimes the macaroni. The coleslaw was something that I would I I've tried before, and I'm like, that's eh, fine. Um, I ordered a side of small coleslaw and man they changed that recipe and it was delicious <laughs> i don't know what they did but i was really impressed skay is right it's a, like a tangy hint of like bite to it the crispiness of the dressing and i mean i'm i 100% guarantee that comes in a bag that they just <laughs> the top off of and dump it into a into a vat and scoop it into those little bowls. But holy smokes, bite of the night, chef's kiss. Bite yeah. of the night, yes. too. The yes. What? Awesome. Yes. It was awesome. Oh I was God. so impressed. I could not believe that that was my favorite item. Was the freaking side dish? It was amazing. Oh my yes. God! Bite of the Thank night. You. Thank you, it's getting Skay. wild here on Burn Up and <laughs> Skay wins. The end. It was awesome. I loved oh, wow. it. Yeah. Okay. So I love coleslaw. I agree that it was good. Yeah. It was creamy. It was tangy. Yep. The fact that it was so finely chopped yep. in those little tiny bits makes it versatile where you can put it on a whole bunch of stuff and you can improve every item that you're putting it on. I wanted more of it. I just ordered a small, and I was like, man, I should order more of this. My kids loved it. My kids ate it. They don't eat freaking veggies ever, and they ate it. They devoured it. Um, I don't know if I've ever had KFC's coleslaw before this. Coleslaw is not a thing that I trust to fast food places because of the ingredients involved. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to get sick if I, eat, if I eat this coleslaw. Um, it was really good. I'm going to give it a chef's kiss. And my bite of the night. Oh, what? 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 My bite of the night. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's getting wild up in Cold here. Wow. Naked over. Whoa. Wow. I, I, I need to find a new podcast. Wow. <laughs> I should have saved this for last, baby. Because <laughs> I can't believe that you guys also have the coleslaw as your bite of the night. Yeah, it was delicious. It was really good. That's amazing. You're right. You could put it on top of stuff. Like if it was, you improve was, every I, dish that I you put it on my biscuit. On. I had a biscuit randomly. I don't know how. I, I do think we just need to say bite of the night till the end, though. 
I like the drama involved here. <laughs> yeah, it is. A Go ahead and drama. ruin it, Dwayne. Ruin the moment. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Uh, wow, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, but it also makes my category uh, underwhelming. That that's what I'm saying. Part. Now, like, who cares about what happens next? <laughs> People care oh, that's because. Okay. Well, we got we got one more bite of the night to go here. I yeah, think if my math picked, is correct. Dwayne hasn't picked it. You don't have to pick a bite of the night either. Oh Christ, he's going oh, super. You haven't had a again. bite of the night yet. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, so I didn't say go. I don't. I'm so, just saying I don't have to. So bite of the night doesn't mean which of the four is your favorite. Bite of the night means what does that mean? Yeah, I guess bite it's a special it's one. a special award given to a favorite one if it reaches such acclaimed heights, deserving oh. of the title bite of the night. Well, that coleslaw did deserve it. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. It was really good. Uh, that's not to say that the chicken sandwich, which is what <laughs> I got, is bad. I got the spicy chicken sandwich. Sure. Um, I anyone who's followed me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever knows that I, especially in the last two months, have gone basically around the East Coast finding chicken sandwiches <laughs> from fast food places, and I've been ranking them. Um, so I first got KFC's chicken sandwich while I was in Disney World, had it postmated, DoorDash, whatever, to my uh, hotel room. And the breading was too crispy, where that's all I was tasting was like crunch. It was like very little chicken, all crunch. Very disappointed in the first time. So um, I'm glad I got another opportunity to try it, because it was better this time. But I will say, the piece of chicken that they used was low-quality chicken. It, the word I want to use to describe it is gummy. But it, but that's the wrong word. It was like kind of hard whenever I was like chewing it. You know how you eat like a tough piece of steak, and you're just like chewing it. You know, you bite in, and it, it's not gummy. I don't know what word to use. It's to got a lot of gristle in it. Yeah, that's how this chicken Grisly. was when I was eating it. But it has all the makings of what could be a great chicken sandwich. I see the potential in this place. I see it. I believe in it. Use better quality chicken, and you will knock it out of the park. I got to give it a Coomsi Coomsa. It's middle of the road for me. I still think it's better than Chick-fil-A's. Um, I see the potential. It could be a top three chicken sandwich if they do it right. I just think KFC is just wildly too inconsistent to pull that off. Uh, so Coomsi Coomsa for me. Rami, what do you think of the spicy chicken sandwich? I got the spicy one as well. Um, I remember I sent you guys a quick photo just showing you that I was I was Yeah, uh, this was wild. Your yeah. picture of it I I it need to really send small. Me that picture again. Because yeah. I want to post did that look one tiny. Later. It looked like it a look, it looks like you're holding like a your slider. Your, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. a slider. And then you guys thought I ordered the chicken little. I'm like, no, no, no. I got the I got the spicy chicken sandwich. It was number 14 on the menu. So I, I know I ordered the right one because they had an, an original and a spicy version. Um, so I did get the right sandwich. Um, I definitely didn't get the chicken little. Um, I thought the spicy sauce was good. I thought the pickles were awesome. I thought the bread was awesome. But Bernie is right. The chicken they're using has a gristle to it. It has a gumminess. It has a, a like a chewiness. 
and when you get into the middle of the sandwich, it 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 feels like you're biting into undercooked chicken. Yes, but, it, but it's yes. not. It's not undercooked. That's the thing. Vindicated. It, yes. Yeah. It, you're you're right. It feels like you're biting into undercooked chicken, but it's not undercooked. It's just it's the gristle, the 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 the, the chewiness that that really takes away from the sandwich. So. Um, I can see them being a, a top contender if they can just figure out how to get these these uh, chicken breasts that they're putting in the middle of the, of the sandwich to not be as chewy as they are. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, they have the I, I, every step of the way is good except for the quality of the chicken. Yeah. So kumsi kumsa, whatever the word is, um, I give it a medium <laughs> rating just because if I hadn't got that gumminess, I would have given it a higher rating. But since I did. I couldn't rate it as high. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you guys. Mine wasn't really tough or chewy or anything like that. It just was, yeah, it was all right. Um, the spice was fine. It just, I I don't think it's as good as Chick-fil-A, um, for sure. Um, we welcome all opinions on this show, even wrong ones. So <laughs> I can't wait till somebody picks Chick Fil A. <laughs> it was it was fine. Um, man, it's it's hard to pick between a kiss and a and a kumsi kumsa. It's real borderline for me. I'll just give it a kumsi kumsa. I'm not gonna go back for that chicken sandwich. I'll go back for the coleslaw, but uh, chicken sandwich I can do without. It's it was all right. It was not bad. Dwayne? So for me, <clears throat> my normal go-to at KFC is chicken strips. And this was, to me, just a big chicken strip that they put on a piece of bread, mm-hmm. which was good. The, the spicy, I didn't get any spice. Like I know there was a sauce on there, but I was like, there's something here, but I don't quite know what it is <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, i mean i didn't have any of the chicken problems that you guys had like mine was a thick piece of chicken like i said it was like a chicken tender but just a patty instead uh-huh. so uh, i'll give it a chef kiss oh not my bite of the night though there's nothing mm-hmm. here that's my bite of the night sorry no bite. <laughs> no bite of the very stingy wow okay not even i just the... want you guys to know that we will be ranking chicken sandwiches. Any place that has a chicken sandwich, that's what I'm getting. And you guys have to keep track of your uh, oh, Christ. We need oh, wow. deuce on this. We need staff boys. <laughs> yeah. Chicken uh, sandwich tracker. All right. Well, well, uh, at least I, this is just a, there's only kiss, okay, or dis. Like, it's not like one yeah, to ten. We don't have, yeah, we don't have to rank it. You just have to know which one you like better than others. And I mean, we're three episodes in. We've only done one, so that's pretty good. All right, guys. Let's go around the horn and give our final rankings for KFC. Rami, you are our guest this week, so we'll start with you. One out of ten. Uh, I give it a seven. I, I Like I said, the large uh, mashed potato bowl uh, kind of ticks it down a couple notches for me, but I did enjoy the other items. They were not terrible. It's an average score, and um, yeah, seven out of ten. Man, seven is high. <laughs> is it really? I think it's, it's pretty. Slot. I think it's pretty high. It's, it's like a C. Bring that average up, baby. It's like, it's like a C. <laughs> it's, it's passable. 
Scary, yeah. what are you giving KFC? Uh, I tell you what, it, it was all right. I'll give KFC uh, 6.125, 6 and an eighth. Um, it wasn't bad. You know, it could have been better, but, it was, you know, it was good. The chicken slaw was good, on point, like always. Um, sandwich was okay. Yeah, just yeah. And the service actually was pretty good. I That's a important part of the grade for me. Like the service was quick. We didn't wait at the drive through window too long. Um, everything came out pretty fresh. So yeah, 6.125. <laughs> the drive through window. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dwayne, what are you giving it? I'm going 5.73. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm. I, I mean, this is probably the first time in like, a year and a half, two years since I've been there, so it wasn't enough to make me go. Oh, I got to go there all the time, so <clears throat> that's what I'm giving it. All right, I'm kind of on your wavelength here. I'm going to give it a four point two eight. Oh, two eight. The chicken sandwich with a better um, cut of meat could be top tier, but it's not. I haven't been to KFC in. God knows how long. I'm not going back to KFC anytime soon. Nothing I had um, makes me think, you know what? I need to start going to KFC more. <laughs> um, except for that coleslaw, baby. That yeah. was delicious. Anytime, anytime you got a hankering for slaw, you know where you're going. But also, when I think coleslaw is the best thing I had at the place, <laughs> it deserves at, a 4.28. At a, at a chicken place at that. Yeah, at a chicken place. So 4.28. Maybe they should just change it to KCS, K Kentucky Coleslaw. You know, coleslaw starts chicken. with a C, right? <laughs> yeah. K, yeah, KCS, Kentucky Coleslaw. You don't even have to change the C. It'd still be fried coleslaw, but that would make sense for you. Wouldn't Kentucky have to fried coleslaw. That right. sounds terrible. Hey, you can fry anything. I guess. Well, uh, that should wrap it up for the KFC episode. That only leaves one more segment left, and that's a little segment I like to call plugs. Rami, what are you plugging today? Uh, we'll be recording a new Three Beers and a Mic episode this weekend. Um, we'll, we'll be talking about the last episode of uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you guys, Rami, this episode will be out like a month after that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so if you want to travel so, back in time, uh, yeah, listen to that episode. We'll just say we're uh, three beers and a mic. If you love, um, you know, uh, superhero, science fiction, video games, anything that's in pop culture right now, uh, that's what we talk about on that podcast. Um, me, and myself, Bernie, and Adam are all on that show. Uh, Skay is currently on the three beers and an MCU. Hey man, um, you're you're killing my plug oh, segment yeah, no, here. Take <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Take it um, easy. But yeah, three beers and a mic. Listen, Skay. As somebody mentioned, sorry. Three beers and an my MCU. Apologies. My other contribution to the Cross the Streams Network, the Three Beers family of podcasts. Burn appetit, as always. We're, you know, you're listening to that right now. You can hear that live, not live, recorded. <laughs> um, 
that's I, I don't have anything really going on in my life to plug. It's, this is it. Can I add Perfect. one thing real quick? I suppose. Bertie, did you get the Nashville hot tenders? Oh no, shit. I completely struck. <laughs> Before I plug, I will say what I got. I got a little extra item. It's not worthy of anything big, but Dwayne, go ahead and plug away and then I'll talk about it. Well, I'm just going to plug Cross the Streams Media. We have yeah. a whole network of uh, podcasts, including Burn Appetit, Three Beers and Mike, Four Dorks Men, Secondary Heroes, Movie Gap, uh, Dan Aykroyd po- Podcast, Burn Reynolds, Reynolds and Charles, Charles Bronson. Bronson. Yeah. Uh, they're constantly putting out product, uh, new episodes, and you'll hear some of us on there, so pay attention. You might hear us somewhere. Awesome. Uh, I completely forgot. I ordered one special item, and that was their new recipe French fries. Uh, what? They had brand new French fries within the last year. They changed their. Uh, they used to have just potato wedges as fries. Now they have like actual French fries. Awesome fries. Top tier French fries. Not my buy of the night. Top tier French fries. So if you're going to KFC, get a side of fries. Um, I will plug my Instagram, Burn Appetit. You can find me on Facebook at Bernie Lockard, L O C K A R D. I'd also like to plug Cross the Streams Media.com. That's where you will find this podcast. You will find Three Beers and a Mic, Three Beers and an MCU, name still pending. And like Dwayne mentioned, all the other shows that are on that network. Um, so check that out. Give us a review. Leave us a voicemail. Um, buy some merch if you want to buy some Burn Appetit merch or three um, three beers and a mic merch or Cross the Streams merch, whatever you want to do. And you can find all of, all the social medias on yeah on all the, the social media on there. Um, great website. Everything's all in one place. Um, all you gotta do is click. Bernie, Speak. don't forget to plug your new Xbox Live account too. Oh uh, yeah. I am no longer Uber Pony Express on Xbox Live. I am Burn Appetit. So you can yeah. find me on there too if you want to play some video games. Yeah. Uh, Rami, I want Ooh, to thank breaking you. Breaking for... news. <laughs> no, no. It's called Breaking Chews on this show. <laughs> Rami, I want to thank you for coming on. Burn thank Appetit. You. It was a pleasure to have you. We will see you on future episodes for sure. And Skay. This is your time to shine, buddy. Send us off. Oh, God. While we're busy licking our fingers from all this delicious chicken, we hope that you enjoyed listening to our KFC review on Burn Appetit, part of the Cross the Streams Media Network. <laughs>